Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Hogan John's listeners got something here for you. Want to make sure you know you can meet WGN Radio's goodbye girl, Judy Pilak, at the Goodwill store in Lake Zurich for some Halloween fun. And you know what's better than Halloween fun? Prizes, including tickets to a Chicago Bears game courtesy of Goodwill. It's happening Saturday, October 5th. That's probably tomorrow as you're listening to this. Saturday, October 5th, noon to 2 p.m. Details are at WGNRadio.com slash events. And if you're a Bears fan, there's a decent chance you're also a Chicago Blackhawks fan. The Blackhawks season starting today in Prague. WGN right now going international. We got you covered in Prague. We got you covered here in London where I am, where the Bears are. But if you're a Blackhawks fan, you're going to want to check out our Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. It's with Chris Bowden and Scott King. They're like the Hogan Johns of the Blackhawks world. All right, guys. Uh, Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. You can get it on WGNRadio.com or by searching Blackhawks Crazy Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's on Apple. It's on Google Play. It's where you everywhere you listen to this Hogan Johns podcast, you can probably find the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast as well. Chris Bowden and Scott King do a great job with that and want to make sure you're aware of that as the Blackhawks season is getting underway internationally. Well, they're in Prague. I'm in London. And, well, we're fighting through some adversity here on the Hogan Johns Podcast. Let's go! Podcasts. Soccer. Not a fan. I'm from Pittsburgh. We play real football. American football, yeah. No. Real football. Hogan Johns. From across the pond. What time is it? From Buffalo to the Bears. This is a whirlwind. I want to come here and bring temperatures. Rip sack and a takeaway by who else but Khalil Mack. The guy, he's a game wrecker. He makes us a much better team. Down he goes. I mean, it'd be crazy for me to say that what Khalil has done since he's gotten here isn't absolutely beyond being special. Khalil Mack, he is unbelievable! WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns from across the pond with Adam Hogue. That's right, the boss is finally here. Oi, you Batman! And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. The name's Bond. James Bond. Here they are from the U.K., Adams, Hogan Johns. They say it's your birthday. It doesn't feel like it's my birthday. Welcome in the Hogan Johns podcast from London. And boy, if that open doesn't get you ready to go for this week, I don't know what does. Uh, Ernie doing the English accent. On and open. That was good stuff, and I certainly get you jacked up. Much different situation, though, here in London for us. Uh, Adam Johns might be dead. He might be, but I think he's just, we'll call him inactive. He's an unhealthy scratch. That is the voice of Kevin Fishbane, who is filling in for Adam Johns, who neither of us have seen 
You traveled with him here, have not seen him. Thankfully, so, I was many rows behind him in the plane oh. and refused to sit next to him on the train or the Uber uh, as to preserve my own health. Um, but he is, I can confirm he is in London. I can confirm he's in our hotel and he's feeling better. Ooh, good. Okay. So he's on the, uh, as Matt Nagy would say, arrow up. Arrow up. Arrow up. So he's, he's probably, he's likely to play on Sunday. I'm happy to be yeah. this week's Nick Williams. Hey, Nick Williams is playing very, very well. Yeah. Um, I'm like Nick Williams. I get, I get, I play my best ball later on in life. <laughs> uh, so Kevin's filling in. I got my own whole thing of problems. Um, this is actually the second time we're even recording this right now. Somewhere out there in the world, or I guess just. We had a, you know what? You and I had a nice conversation. We did for ourselves. For we did. About a half I was, hour. I was really funny. I gotta say, uh, uh, it's gonna be hard to repeat that. We uh, had a, a technical problem in which everything we recorded is gone, which happens in the podcast world. It's probably happened to every podcast at some point. Um, so, but but we're in London. We are in London for the Bears game. My bag is not in London. Your bag's not in London. You're still in the same sweatsuit, <laughs> and I'm also like I, like with Johns. I'm sitting far away from you, not because you are ill. You know what I'm gonna actually have you do? I'm gonna have you take a photo of me because I think we need to share with yeah. the listeners what this all actually and I looks do, like. And I do point. like your shirt. Yeah, we are. I am in full sweats right now. Um, which I wore. Usually, I would never even wear sweats on a plane, but it was an overnight flight, so I was trying as you know to get as comfortable as possible because I do not sleep on planes. The only positive thing about this trip so far, other than actually arriving in London, is that for the first time in my life, I somehow slept on a plane, um, which I'll attribute to the sweats. Unfortunately, now that is what I'm stuck wearing because thanks to American Airlines or British Airways or Aer Lingus, we don't really know. One of those three airlines lost my bag. Could have been a Raiders fan that's upset with your Josh Jacobs film film uh, breakdown. Mm, that's a good point. Stealing that bag. Yeah, not too happy that I pointed out that the tape shows he does not hold the ball close to his body. Um, The stats show he has not fumbled the ball, so clearly that means that the tape is a lie. Stats stats are for losers. (laughs) I love the logic, though. Tape usually shows that the flaws in the stats, but apparently this stat is showing that what I saw on tape is not accurate. Uh, Well, whatever. Uh, Anyway, we're here, and uh, we'll fight through it. We can fight through adversity, much like uh, Matt Nagy's dealing with uh, with his team this week. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. You know, send your get well wishes to him there. Kevin is at K Fishbane on Twitter, the fish man. Which is I'm not changing my Twitter handle to K Fishman, <laughs> but I will say that I have I've I've definitely come to appreciate the reach of your of this wonderful podcast. When every time I get a great story, Fishman in the comments of my stories at the Athletic, the power of the podcast. Yeah. Now I will start to not like the nickname when it's used in a negative way. <laughs> if someone doesn't like my story, but uh, for now it's been it's been enjoyable. I have had buddies of mine actually see the comments and send me a screenshot and be like, "What is this Fishman thing?" And I then will obviously send them the link to the Hogan Johns podcast and say, "Why aren't you listening to Hogan Johns podcast?" They should be. Yep. And you should be telling all your friends, including our listeners right now, should be telling their friends. 
that they should be subscribing to the Hogan Johns podcast. That's what we tell them. The power of the podcast, the word of mouth, uh, and rating and reviewing, too. So we appreciate those of you that do that. Um, read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. All Kevin and Adam Johns' stuff is at The Athletic and uh, the Athletic app. That's where you find our midweek episode of the podcast as well. Um, since we did this before, but they didn't hear it, and I want to make sure it gets in, we should talk about your story that you wrote about the Bears' reach here in London. Yes, and uh, you know, I mentioned there was a lot of Bears fans on my flight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Bears fans from Chicago making this trip, which is awesome. Um, but there's also a pretty good group of UK Bears fans. And I got connected to a couple guys who separately became Bears fans in the 80s because there was a one-hour NFL highlight show here that would air on Sunday. You'd see the highlights from the previous week. And these guys all, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old got into the Bears. They got into Walter Payton. They got into the defense like people in Chicago did. And suddenly they just became massive NFL fans and would find different ways to follow the team, like listening to the Armed Forces Network. They'd have to wait till Tuesday's paper to get scores. Um, all these different fun things. So I talked to five of these guys who are huge Bears fans and big fans of the Athletic, um, even before I wrote the story about them. Uh, and it's fun because they they became they came together and became like best friends because they found each other in the mid '90s when one of them created a Bears newsletter. Shout out Darren Conway, um, just an amazing story. And re- I think Bears fans in Chicago have really appreciated learning about kind of their brethren out here. So you can check that out. The Athletic just just it's fun to hear about how in the pre-internet days these guys became diehard fans of a team thousands of miles away for a sport that's not was not big here um and you know nowadays you know with game pass and twitter and all those things it's much easier but they still have to stay up pretty late uh to follow the team so check that out the athletic this is where i don't have my soundboard i would say ding 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 uh and it is a good story so you could read that there you know my first uh inkling of the reach that the bears had they had already announced that this game was happening when i was at the super bowl last year and uh will gavin who works for talk sport out here in london was next to me on radio row so we interviewed each other and he talked about um uh on the podcast we recorded that day he talked about how you know there's a lot of bears fans and part of the nfl's reach here actually goes back to the 80s and the bears were really kind of the first team that they were that people here were latching on to um so that's all in your story but i think there's a lot to be said about that and a big reason why i think on sunday between the fans that are already bears fans in london and the uk and all the ones that we saw on our flights coming over here there's going to be a huge bears presence and by the way speaking of the power of the podcast if anybody that was on my flight because i wasn't the only one dealing with this problem with losing our bags and our connection and everything uh if there's any bears fans out there who are on my flight that also are missing their bags or has found my bag that's uh you know hit me up on twitter or something we can all talk about our miss our lost bags and go shop maybe we can go shopping together or my bag got here yeah i am i actually i carried on so i was okay I, i'm aware um that was smart i was trying really hard to do that you know who also is not here i'm gonna do a segue 
Okay. Taylor Gabriel and Ted Larson. That's true. They uh, were not lost, though, by the airline. They just We don't not, think they were. <laughs> they did not get on the plane. Um, good. That is a good segue to keep things moving here on the podcast. Uh, so those are the two guys that are definitely out on Sunday. Taylor Gabriel will miss his second straight game with concussion, did not make the trip. Neither did Ted Larson dealing with a knee injury suffered last week when he was filling in for Kyle Long, who did make the trip. So Kyle Long is here. doesn't necessarily mean he's for sure playing, um, but it is a good sign. He's been limited in practice this week. And uh, if he doesn't go, then you'd think it'd be Rashad Coward again, who filled in for Ted Larson and did a pretty incredible job as a especially for someone who had never played offensive line in an nfl regular season game yeah and barely ever plays guard and none of his preseason reps have been at guard i know it's crazy so and now he i think he'll be a guard down the line but still that this is a former d lineman that was uh that was impressive work but yeah with long it's good that he did practice we're still a few hours away from the friday practice that'll be here in london um the you know the, the interesting one also is gonna be akeem hicks who did not practice but still made the trip, even though he's got a knee injury. With a guy that big, knee injury, long flight, you could potentially worry about that. But I, I do think that's going to be a truly you know game-time decision. He, he tested it out last week, which I think is a good sign usually for the next week. But Bears have their bye. They, obviously, their D-line is fine. Um, but would be much better, of course, with the number 96 in there. Yeah, just because guys made the trip doesn't necessarily mean they're playing. Like Mitch Trubisky made the trip. We know he's not playing. Right. Um, Bilal Nichols. Bilal Nichols hasn't been practicing at all still, and he's on the trip. Joel Iebuniway. He missed practice a couple of days yes. with a hamstring. I'm just. They're, they're I mean, there's there's guys that I think. Um, and there's guys that are going to be healthy scratches that the Bears already know are not going to play. Yeah. So. I think in in this situation, there's some leeway in that uh, tri- teams going to London. If you want to come, you still can, even if you're not playing. So, um, but it is worth pointing out. Like Roquan Smith, just to confirm, did make the trip. Whatever happened with him seems to be in the past. Full go in practice this week. Said he's playing. Matt Nagy hasn't said he's playing, but he said he's playing. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, it's, it's still a mystery and. You know, from a football standpoint, if he's out there playing, it's a good sign. It means whatever he was dealing with, he's doing better, and the the team feels better about him being out there. And you know, maybe this is the type of thing that they just move on, and and last week just becomes a a blip. Maybe, maybe if it's something that's going to continue, uh, we don't know. And we still don't know if it was a disciplinary issue or not. But I guess if it was, then you can look at it like Sunday was the game he missed because of it. Yeah, and. Then he's back this week, and whatever had happened, they smoothed over, and he seems to be full go and, and fine there. So. And the only reason I hope it was was just because I think if it wasn't, the Bears should have told us it was not for Roquan Smith's sake. Yeah, like you would think that they should say he. Oh, he's not in trouble. There's yeah. nothing disciplinary, so you can stop speculating that side of things. So I, I would have hoped that they would have done that for him if it was not anything. You know, yeah. like, no, of course, they don't need to. They don't owe us that. But I just think that, like, I mean, you and I have both seen all the speculation on Twitter of all the different things. Yeah, you think they would have gone you know, to bat you, for you a could little have, bit you more. Could have knocked, you could have checked that box. But either way, you know, I, if you asked me Monday, I would have said no shot he's playing. But 
now it looks like things are things are doing better. So it's a it's a good sign for him and a good sign for the team. Yeah, and the Bears are going to need him because this is a uh, pretty good offensive line that the Bears are facing this week. Um, however, they're dealing with some injuries too, and we should go through those because the Raiders have some very key players who have not been practicing this week. First round defensive end Cleland Farrell uh, has been out with a concussion this week, and based on the reports this morning, because they, they are practicing as we're recording this, he was not practicing again today. Tyrell Williams, their number one wide receiver, uh, has been out with a foot injury all week. I believe he did not practice today too. Gabe Jackson, their starting right guard, has a knee injury, and he has not been practicing. All of a sudden yesterday, Richie Incognito, the starting left guard, popped up on the injury report with a with a back problem. And um, let's see, LaMarcus Joyner popped up yesterday. They're starting safety with a groin injury. So they got a lot of issues. Um, Josh Jacobs has been dealing with an elbow. Their rookie running back, he should be good to go, though. He was full participant in practice yesterday. So a couple banged-up teams going up against each other. I would say the Bears are kind of better prepared. It's funny. We look at all these injuries, and no one seems to be really stressing out. Like, if Akeem Hicks misses, D-line played great with him out uh, out last week. Kyle Long, if he's out again, okay, so Ted Larson's out too, but Rashad Coward did a pretty decent job filling in. Um, even at quarterback, that's the crazy thing. Like, no one seems to be that stressed out about the fact that Chase Daniels started Sunday. Not a good sign for Mr. Biscay. <laughs> not not great. The Vegas line did not move. Did not move. And you could look at this a lot of different ways. It's not good if your starting quarterback being out doesn't change the line. Yes. But spin zone. <laughs> spin shout zone. out Barstool Big Cat. Spin zone here. Um you have a lot of confidence in Chase Daniel. You have a lot of confidence in the way you can craft your offense. And then the guys on defense, as you said, like you you can next man up has been good. This is Brian Pace has made it this a deep team over the past year. Yeah. I mean, you think about the injuries. So we were about we're out around the four year anniversary was the last week of that Seattle game when Cutler was out, Jeffrey was out, um and the Bears just like were totally Overmatched, and they actually were only down six nothing at halftime. It's one of the greatest coaching performances I've ever seen from Adam Gase, and they did not score a point. <laughs> I was so impressed that they that they were by Gase and uh, Vic Fangio that, that they were only down six nothing at halftime. But I'm digressing to point out like how much the depth has changed. Sure, with this team, yeah, you know Javon Wims can get extra reps this week and has um, Anthony Miller. Maybe they get him going. You know, you, you Rashad Coward's going to probably get a full week to practice at right guard if they need him because it could also be a thing we saw this with last year with Kyle Long maybe it's a rotation thing sure if he, if, if he's able point. to play you know they're not afraid to do that on the offensive line so oh. that that gives them an option Akeem Hicks could play 20-25 snaps if his knee is healthy enough but not but maybe they don't want him to play the full you know normally full the, the normal full load for him also it's worth pointing out like this offensive line has not been great so far and, oh, that's putting it kindly. And <laughs> they've been good in pass protection the past couple yeah, weeks. But, they have been, especially last week. But yeah. I, my my point is like how long is not going to be here forever? If you got a young guy that all of a sudden is starting to look good there, like you said, maybe it's a rotation. Maybe you want to see him out there on the field more. Yeah, they have they have their options there, and I, I, we, we, I know we're not at the picks yet, but I, I will preview a little bit that I, with those injuries, with the long flight, with just the weirdness of that comes with playing here, I'm expecting a low-scoring, to use a word from one of the British Bears fans, 
he used in my story a slobber knock of a game. A slobber knock. Yeah, he, that was the way he described the first ever time he went to Soldier Field. So a slobber knock of a Bears Bucks game. Bears won that one thirteen ten in two thousand. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll pick this game here in a few minutes. Um, real quick, I do want to mention because I forgot to plug off the top that because we've talked about possibly having a meetup here. Originally, yes. we were hoping it to be a live podcast. It's gone in the exact opposite direction since we've already recorded a podcast that nobody heard. <laughs> True. So, and Johns is dead. Um, we're hoping Johns is better and undead by tomorrow, which would be Saturday. And our, we're, we're hoping to be at um, Famous Three Kings. So if you're in London, if you're coming to London, if you live here, whatever... You want to be at Famous Three Kings tomorrow night. I know there's a bigger Bears fan meetup there going on. So the easiest thing with everything going on is that we're hoping to show up there. Not 100% sure. We're going to a football match tomorrow. Yes, Fulham. Yeah. We're going to go check out the... uh, It's called Championship League, not Premier League. Championship League. Because they got relegated. They got relegated. But Rich Campbell is a diehard Fulham supporter. And uh, we are supporting him and the fact that their stadium is pretty close by. It's a noon local time game match. um, As opposed to West Ham, which is hosting the one premier match in town. Well, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for the European soccer experience. Yeah, I'm very excited. And uh, if we survive that experience, we're hoping to be at this... uh, this Bears event at Famous Three Kings. So that's your information on a possible meetup. Uh, if Adam Johns does attend, you may want to stay away from him, though. Speaking of uh, Bears fans, <laughs> you got voicemails. I do have voicemails. Uh, let's get to those right now. Here's your voicemails from the Bears and Vikings last week as the Bears won. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better call somebody! The Hogan Johns voicemail. The Hogan Johns voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. 312-222-5050. Go Bears! Good night, Bear Down South, North Carolina. Tired of the Matt Nagy cuteness. Getting on my nerves watching Patterson try to run it on a third and two. Give it to Montgomery. Let him run the ball like he's supposed to. What the hell? Sykes in Seattle. How sad is it that Chase Daniel, the guy who looked god-awful all preseason, is hitting every single throw in stride. I think I counted one miss. This is what the offense is supposed to look like, I guess. I was sad when Mitch went out, and now I'm, I'm even more sad that Chase looks this good. He's from Chicago. Let's go! 3-1, baby. Bear down. Paul from the Splains. Of course, the D-play wipes that out. Personally, I'm looking forward to see what Daniels can do when he takes all the reps and practice with the starters. And maybe Nagy needs to scheme his offense with a pocket passer in mind. Just saying. Papa Hogue, Box Lake, Illinois. I've got two words. Roster depth. 
Bear down. Brandon from Columbia, South Carolina. Move over, Daniel Jones. There's a new Daniel Jones in town. Let's go, Bears. Woo! Foggy Cat, John Deep Joey and his amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. It's Pat Nebraska here leaving beautiful Soldiers Field. Boys, it's pretty simple. We've got the best defense in the history of defenses going back to 1985 at least. I can't do more research than that. I mean, what are you going to do? Khalil Mack, probably the greatest human being to ever live since George Washington. It's unbelievable. Golf Bears, I love it. Josh calling from Indianapolis. There's so many good guys on this team. I gotta find a good food like Jersey guy because I can't afford to shell out 120 bucks for every good player on this team. I'm being more debt than I already am from college. Love what you guys do. I'm bear down. Let's go, baby. Micah from Tampa, Florida. Cousins calls Mike. He's under center. Max coming. Max, get back. Khalil Mack. Unbelievable. Bear down. Let's see what he does next week. He gets the man who traded him. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Robin Granite City giving you guys a shout out on an NFC North victory Sunday with the whirlwind of the doubt and craziness surrounding this 3 and one team. I just want to give a shout out to the Rock of Gibraltar in the middle of this team. Number 91, Eddie Goldman. Bear down. Mason from Barrington, Bears Nation. Don't get too twisted. At the end of the day, Mitch is still the more talented quarterback, but Chase has the experience and a little bit better fit in the system. So let's not get the, you know, the fire and pitchforks out trying to run Mitch out of here saying Chase is our savior or anything like that. Relax. Let's think about it a little bit. Let Mitch heal up and, you know, get back out there. Bear down. Yeah, this is Mr. Anderson calling from Philly. It is not the play calling. It is not the wide receivers. But who cares? Because how about that defense? On my way to London, bear down. Mike, from the wrong side of the cheese curtain, the Bears' D made the Vikings look weak. Khalil Mack was an absolute freak. Feeling open, Kirk missed them. Football pants, Dalvin picked them. Now it's time to make Derek Carr leak. Good to hear from Mike again. Uh, it's pretty graphic there, though. But uh, thanks for the voicemails. I feel like it's worth pointing out, though, that the Bears' offense did only score one touchdown in that game. Yes, they were one for eight on third down in the second half. It's not like everything was fixed offensively. No, they averaged 2.5 yards a carry. Matt Nagy was kind of funny this week because uh, there was a question about the run game. Kind of like, you know, pointing out that Dave Montgomery, you know, he runs hard. He, mm-hmm. You know, those are hard-earned yards. And Nagy kind of looks just like... We ran for two and a half yards of carry. It's not good. <laughs> um, so, you know, that that is... I think that's an area of this team, when you look at the things that are not going well, I feel like that's the one that has the best chance to improve a lot. The running game? Yeah. I'm not I'm not there yet with the passing game, necessarily. But I can see, the, I can see Dave Montgomery's getting better acclimated to things. And Matt Nagy's been open about the fact that he's still trying to understand this running back rotation um although the flip side of that is if this is like a purely run blocking issue which i think a lot there was a lot of that last year that could potentially not change i don't know but that that for some for some reason i just have a feeling that david montgomery is going to have some hundred yard games you would think so but i mean at the same time we're now in a, a season and a quarter into the matt Nagy era and the running game has not been good which Yo, Matt Nagy's never going to be a run-first coach, and analytically, he shouldn't be. It's yeah. not the way to win football games. Um, I, I just think that like when I look at things that are not where they want it to be, 
I could see I, I because of Montgomery, just the the expected progress of a guy who's a rookie. I could just see him kind of ascending a little bit, and 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 the coaching staff better figuring out how to put him in good situations. Um, I wish I could say the same about the passing game, but I don't. You know the 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 if you're looking glass half full at the passing game. Anthony Miller and Trey Byrne have come nowhere close to their potential and what they're capable of in this offense. So that's that's something. Yeah, you just hope that it's that those guys are actually good. You know what I right. mean? Like, I think Anthony Miller is good. I think he's a good player. But I don't. I agree. We keep saying that though, and that's true. We're still waiting. Maybe this week will be the breakout week. Yeah. I don't know. Trey but Byrne had some big games last year too. I, I mean, Miller it's, scored seven touchdowns last yeah. year. It's it's weird. It is weird. Um, all right. We need to talk about the Khalil Mack angle of yes. all this. Um, you I know wanna, he used to play for the Raiders. He used. To, I've heard that. Um, there's a guy named John Gruden who traded him. Uh, this week on a conference call with Chicago reporters, he was asked about that trade, and this was his response. I'm not going to get into all the drama. We wanted to sign back. Okay. We didn't want to trade him. I wish him the best. I'm not rehashing all the drama. Uh, we wanted to have him. We couldn't uh, make it happen. We were able to get a couple draft picks. Josh Jacobs is playing well for us. And we were able to sign some players in free agency. We're going to continue to build our team. And certainly wish Mac the best. But if you have any other questions about the game, I'll be happy to answer them. Those are my favorite answers when a coach is like refusing to answer the question, but he still does answer it. It gives you some good quotes. And no, I, do, I don't have any questions for you, John, about no, the game. No, and... Uh, one of those players you signed in free agency was Antonio Brown. Yeah, I just like to point that out again. Not only did you trade Khalil Mack because you didn't have the money to keep Derek Carr and Khalil Mack at the same time, but then you turned around and gave Antonio Brown thirty million guaranteed. Whew. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting week for Khalil Mack because so he normally only talks Fridays. But he, he, he did us a solid and talked Tuesday at House Hall, and he's going to talk today in London. I think he, you know, he understands the storyline. He hates talking about himself. Yes. And um, this is a week where there are going to be a lot of Raiders reporters, I imagine, at practice. There's going to be a lot of them around him at the locker room. I mean, he was the star of that team. I mean, that was a top pick. For them, and I, I mentioned this on the podcast that didn't record, and I'll mention it again because nobody heard that podcast. Uh, we're, today, Friday is the four-year anniversary of Bears Raiders at Soldier Field, and I was looking back for my tweets from that day, and it was a lot of them were about Khalil Mack, and just like that whole game was focused on how are you going to stop this guy, and credit the Bears actually held him to one sack one quarterback hit in that game. Uh, Robbie Gold game-winning field goal, 22-20. Bears win. Oh, Robbie Gold. I remember that guy. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of Robbie Gold, though, but kind of, not really. This is the Eddie Pinheiro revenge game. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, talk about they a traded guy. him. Yes. I mean, this is... How about and he that? gave me a quote. I shouldn't say me. A few of us were there in training camp in Bourbonnet where he said the Raiders traded me away from nothing. Oh yeah, he knows that he got it was essentially yeah. a bag of football. Like he was offended that there was like nothing like it was just a 7th round pick. Yeah, co- conditional. Yeah. A conditional 7th round pick in the 2021 draft is I think literally the lowest amount you can give away for a player. I think he used the word pennies. Yeah. I guess here in London we should call it pence. And Chase Daniel said that he, you know he's played in London twice 
uh, or he's been on a team that's played here twice. I'm not, I don't think he, I don't know if he actually played. Um, they the fans here love the kicks. Which, you know, it's a country. It's a soccer country. So, or football to them. So, you know, Eddie Pinero. Yeah, he seems excited to play in the stadium. Yeah, I saw it on TV the other day. Tottenham had a match, and it was on TV in Chicago. And it looks like a cool place, so I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it should be awesome. First NFL game there. They're gonna have two every year. Um, I I brought a nice suit to ooh. wear to the nice stadium. Okay. I don't have that nice suit. I'll be we- I'll be wearing <laughs> the Northwestern North hoodie. <laughs> um, but Virginia McCaskey made the trip. She makes every trip. Yeah, but I mean, it's a that's a long flight. She can handle an ocean. Uh, she's probably better at handling a long flight than I am. I was a, I slept forty five minutes on my oh, plane. Oh man! I did watch the movie Days and Confused though. Oh, that's good. Great movie. Yeah, it's all timer. That is pretty good. Um, here's what I want to do with Mac, and this game. Got some Khalil Mac over unders. Oh yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay, let's do it. All right, I set these high on purpose because I feel like he's just gonna be a monster. Well, before so. You know that that play that kind of went viral last week, where Minnesota like quadruple teamed, like he got chipped from a tight end, yeah. Then the tackle and the running back, and came he got in. held, yeah. And he still got half a sack. So I could see the I could see John Gruden being so into not letting Khalil Mack become the story that he does that every play. Now, I know he said this week some very nice things about Leonard Floyd, but John Gruden just seems like the type of coach, and maybe I'm like overanalyzing the the caricature that sometimes John Gruden puts out, and, and re- maybe I should have more respect for like, he's a good football coach and is going to be like balanced in his attack, but part of me is thinking like Gruden's going to sit there and say to his offensive line coach, do not let Khalil Mack get a single sack, put four guys on him, I do not care, and it could be possible that they do all of that and then Leonard Floyd and Roy Robertson Harris and Akeem Hicks, if he plays, just go off. So I, so they still lose. The Bears' st- defense still dominates, but at least the Cleo Mack thing didn't happen. Like That's what I'm trying to like. I'm, I'm trying to balance that. Like That sounds part, like a John Gruden thing. Yeah, like part of yeah. me is like, okay, Cleo Mack is, wants this one. Mm-hmm. He's going to go off. But also, maybe John Gruden does everything in his power to make sure that doesn't happen, and then that backfires because then other players will go off. Okay. That's possible. So All we right. can get to the, that. That I wanted to give my thinking. So before maybe we get you're to going it. with some under. I'm probably going to. I'm probably going to lean under because I got two and a half sacks. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going under. I'm okay, going I'm going to go over. Yeah, I think he freaks out. I think. I think you quadruple team when he still gets. Here's three the thing, sacks. though. That's funny about Cleo Mack. What What does a breakout game for Cleo Mack look like? Well, that's what I mean. Like the, he he's. Always, always seems capable of stepping up his game when he wants to. Like these night games. Oh, yeah. Anytime it's on national television. And he's good every game. But, yeah. like, he takes it to another. Right. That's why I think they could do whatever they want. I, he's going to be a monster. Yeah. He leads the NFL, by the way, in pressures. It's like a, a sport radar stat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not close between him and second place Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille Barrett's got a lot more sacks than Mac. Is this right the now. same stat as uh, Phil Emery disruptions? Uh, no, that's that's okay. at philemery dot com slash disruptions <laughs> slash jpack slash Shay McClellan. <laughs> to look it up, to look that up, he he's probably got Shay down for five disruptions this year. Yeah, even though he's not in football anymore. Right. 
That'd be a good podcast. We should do a podcast where we just talk about all the guys Phil Emery drafted that aren't in football. Oh, wow. But we'd have to credit Charles Leno, Kyle Fuller, and Pat O'Donnell. Yeah. Also, my batteries would run out three times, and we'd have to keep recording it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it would take too long. <laughs> oh, wow. Shots fired. Uh, forced fumbles for Khalil Mack, one and a half. Oh, I, I'm, I could be comfortable going over with that. Okay. Yeah. I could go two forced fumbles. And touchdown. A half. A half. Basically, does he score a touchdown? Yeah. I'll go under. If he scores a touchdown, it's going to be insane. Oh, my gosh. His locker after the game is going to be well, just... Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, he's ready for it. All right. Let's get to our bold predictions. Get out on the soundboard, but... Um, I guess they have to be non-Khalil Mack related because nothing with Khalil Mack could be bold unless you're like going to say he has three touchdowns or something like that. You got something? Oh, I'm good. No, I mean, you got oh, a, a bold, bold prediction. prediction. <laughs> um, my bold prediction is that this is finally going to be the game that Trey Burton does Okay, things. I'll warn you. I did this last week. <laughs> did you say Trey Burton last I week? I said he would score two touchdowns. Okay. Or maybe that was two weeks ago. No, I'm not saying you can't do this. I'm yeah. just saying it didn't work you out did, well for me. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do remember that now that you said it. Yeah, I'm... This is the week. This is the week. That Trey Burton... It's now it's go, even bolder. And I'm not even going to go that bold because I'm, I'm going to base this on what he's done. So I'm going to go uh, at least 70 yards receiving in one touchdown for Trey Burton. Okay. Which isn't asking a lot. I'm going to say that this is the week and you hinted at this earlier that David Montgomery mm. breaks out. No Vontaze perfect. Yes. Which is another guy they're missing. They're missing guys on their D-line. I'm going to say he gets over 100 yards. Okay. It's coming. In this game. It's coming. Could be. Yeah. Uh, as far as picks for the game, which way are you going? I've got uh, Bears 15, five field goals for Eddie Pinheiro. And Raiders 12, four field goals for Daniel Carlson. Okay. So that would be a Raiders cover. I, mean, I, I just I just think it's going to be an ugly game, and I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the Bears going off offensively, even though this Raiders, this Raiders passing defense statistically is bad. Um, but I just I just think the elements are going to make... I, I see Matt Nagy playing this game, playing this game the way he game-planned Denver. Protect your quarterback, run the ball, Try to control time of possession. Trust your defense. Get the hell out of this continent with a victory and go into the by four and one. Whatever it takes, just get that W. And I could see him going a little bit like he did in Denver. That's why I'm going low scoring, slobber knock. Slobber knocker. Slobber knocker 15 12 Bears. Will they be getting out of this country with my bag? Which we don't know if it's in this country <laughs> or not. Um, bold prediction. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the bold prediction that I should have made is that I find my bag before the game starts. That will be the bold prediction. Um, and I'm I'm not even going there. So here's we laid it out on Tuesday's episode of all the adversity the Bears are dealing with, and it to me it just would not be surprising if this just became that game that you're like. You know, like the Dolphins last year or yeah, the Giants. Dolphins or Giants, yeah. Giants is probably the more comparable one because Chase Daniel was playing in that game. Where you're just like, ah, they had that bad loss. Um, Khalil Mack playing the Raiders, to me, though, is the equalizer in mm-hmm. thinking that way, that he is just going to be too good, this is going to mean too much, and he is going to wreck the football game, and it's just not going to go that way. So, 
And then when I look at... The, now, the Raiders got an impressive win in Indianapolis. They played well. I still think the Colts are pretty good. So to win there, that was, that was impressive. And that's another thing that should be mentioned here. However, they are dealing with a ton of injuries right now. They're missing guys. I, I think this Bears defense is just too good. And the weird thing is that if the Bears... I, I see basically see I'm gonna make two predictions here kinda. Of. Well I'm gonna make one official one, but I see two scenarios playing out. Either the Bears do come out flat with all the stuff they've been dealing with this week. They don't have their starting quarterback, Roquan Smith distraction, whatever. They come out flat, they they lose. Okay? I see that happening. I see that as a scenario that could play out. However, if they don't come out flat and they are energized by the whole Khalil Mack thing, I think they blow the Raiders out. Like yeah. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, well yeah. I mean I think if you're looking at all the different scenarios, there's I don't see the Raiders blowing the Bears out, but I there is yes, there is a scenario that has the Bears. I, I do you think that there's some Raiders motivation that gives them an intangible here going against Mac? Like don't you think Gruden might be using that in some ways? I don't like to get too much into that Maybe, stuff. But also that That seems like a lot the, of turnover. The problem though. is there's a lot of turnover and there's also Guys that wish Max still on the team. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. trade was so idiotic that if I'm a player on that team, I'm just going, like, that doesn't motivate me. That just keep thinking about how dumb it was that he's not on the Raiders. What are the chances we see Mike Glennon play on Sunday? Ooh, I mean, Cleo Mack can make that happen. Yeah. It could just simply just by Derek Carr might be. That's his buddy, though. He doesn't want to hurt his buddy. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I'm picking the Bears to win. I think it's more like the Redskins game. I think they win like 31 10. Okay. Something like that. And I'm, that could create a quarterback controversy if Chase Daniel gets some 31 points on the road. It it, it could. It definitely could. Um, I, you got to go. I got to go. I understand that. Um, so I'm going to let you go. And I, for the first time in this podcast history, I'm going to make picks by myself the rest of the way. Uh, I got Northwestern 3, <laughs> Nebraska 2. You said that last week. <laughs> I don't have any confidence in Northwestern scoring more than three points, but I have to pick them to win every week. All right. Uh, Go Cats. Thanks for filling in. Thanks for having me. Sorry for all the crap we're dealing with. And uh, Go find your bag. You came through. Next man up, baby. Next man up. The Fish Man. Follow him on Twitter, at KFishBane. Read his stories up at The Athletic, the good stuff on the Bears and the UK situation. Thanks for stopping by. Whew. All right, on to the picks. These will probably be quicker than usual since I'm doing this by myself now. Um, but we'll get through it. Uh, the Packers are at the Cowboys. This is a good one. Uh, the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point home favorite. 325 Sunday on Fox. The NFL doing that deal they, li- they like to do some weeks where I believe there's only two 325 games going opposite of this one. Uh, there's just a light late afternoon window. Uh yeah, there's only oh there's only two three o'clock games at all. The Chargers are hosting the Broncos and that's obviously a late game just because it's in LA and needs to be. So uh they're they're trying to get the big rating between the Packers and the Cowboys. They always come through with a big rating for Fox and so that's probably the reason in there. Um but so this is the game the featured game you're gonna have on uh Sunday afternoon after the Bears game. Cowboys are three and a half point favorite. They lost last week. Their offense kind of struggled. The Packers defense is the one thing right now that looks good. However, Devontae Adams dealing with this toe injury does not look like he's going to play at this point. Has not been practicing. And you saw that offense when he wasn't out there on the field late against the Eagles. 
I look, Aaron Rodgers is great, but he can't do this all on his own. And I just do not like the offensive depth that they have over there. So I am uh I'm gonna take the Cowboys to bounce back big at home. They cover, they they win, they cover the three and a half, and uh the Packers fall to three and three. That's what I'm looking for there. All right, Vikings are going on the road. They face their former offensive coordinator, now the head coach of the New York Giants. The Giants are five-and-a-half-point underdog at home noon Sunday on Fox. Man, I, it seems like the Bears' defense ruined the Vikings. <laughs> I uh, the, All the drama this week with Stephon Diggs, everybody, you have the Adam Thielen comments, they're obviously not happy with Kirk Cousins. Stephon Diggs apparently wants to be traded now. I mean, at least that's been the discussion up there. So uh, you think there's been some drama with the Bears this week. It's nothing compared to what's going on with the Vikings after losing at Soldier Field. I mean, I don't think the Giants are great, but they're playing well right now since they went to Jan- Daniel Jones. At least they're playing better. Noon Sunday on Fox, getting five and a half points at home. I think the Vikings in a minimum cover here, and I'm really interested to see how the Vikings respond this week with everything they've got going on. With everything going on, this line's almost fishy that uh, that it's as big of a spread as it is since they're on the road, but. I'm going to take the Giants at least to cover in this one. The Bucks at the Saints. The Saints are a uh, three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Another sort of surprising line. I know the Bucks are playing well at this point. This is noon Sunday on Fox. Uh, really picking this game because the Saints are the Bears' next opponent after the bye week. But um, it's a big one. You know, the Bucks won in New Orleans last year, I believe that was in week one. Uh, Bucks come in at two and two. New Orleans been surviving without Drew Brees. It's, I mean, I get why it's three points because Drew Brees is out, but man, at home in the Superdome, they've been finding a way to win without him. I just, I can't trust the Bucks here in this spot, so I'm going to take the Saints in that one. All right, moving on the uh, Sunday night game, seven twenty, Sunday night on NBC, the Colts are at the Chiefs. Big spread here for our Sunday night game. Uh, of course, when this one was scheduled, they probably thought Andrew Luck was going to be in it. Kobe Brissett's been playing pretty well, though, in his absence. And um, But losing at home to the Raiders last week this has, has a lot to do with it. Obviously, the Chiefs are flying high. Still have not lost a game. The offense is clicking, even without Tyreek Hill. Uh, although, Patrick Mahomes didn't have his best game last week, for sure. 11 points. You know, this is one I just have a gut feeling. The Colts are going to bounce back and play a tough game. I'm not going to pick the Colts to win. But I think they're better than to be a double-digit underdog. Even on the road, even at Arrowhead at night, um, I think they play well enough to cover. So I'm going to take the Colts here in this game. And then how about this for a Monday night game? Browns, (laughs) Cleveland Browns getting a lot of primetime action here early in the season. And the 49ers, almost an afterthought at this point, they're still undefeated. They're coming off a bye uh, and a long bye because they don't play it on Monday night. They're 3-0. and And the 49ers are four-point favorite at home against the Browns, who, of course, bounced back last week, got that huge win on the road against the Ravens, winning 40-25 to in Baltimore. Look, other than the opener against the Titans, I mean, the Browns have been battling. They beat the Jets soundly on the road. Then, they, you know, that game against the Rams was uh, was a tough one. Um, 
didn't play particularly well, but it was close, and the, the Rams are obviously pretty good. Then they go on the road to play the Ravens and win that big. I, I don't know. I I guess I'm not completely sold on the 49ers yet. Maybe we'll learn a lot more uh, in this game. I'd like the Browns at least to cover and maybe win the game. So I'm going with Cleveland in this one. All right, like I said earlier, don't have the soundboard, so we're going to have to do these college picks without the music. I know, the music's the best part. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, quickly battle through these, though. Uh, starting in the Big Ten, at number 14, Iowa, at number 19, Michigan. Michigan only a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, of course, they had that big loss to Wisconsin two weeks ago. Bounced back last week with a win. Uh, Iowa is 4-0, and playing pretty well. You know, something just still seems broken with the Michigan Wolverines. And I'm not sure I'm completely buying into the Hawkeyes yet. But I think this will at least be close. Like, I still think this will be a game that comes down to the wire. I think Iowa's defense is too good. And just Michigan will struggle to score points in this game. So, uh, three and a half seems just a little bit too big for me. I'm going to take Iowa... Uh, to cover and maybe even win this game. But if they don't, I definitely think this is a uh, close game. Of course, it's 11 a.m. Saturday on Fox. Then uh, you heard uh, Fishbane's I can't be real prediction on the 3-2, uh, to two, but uh, Northwestern heads to Nebraska this weekend. Obviously, uh, I will not be there. Uh, being here in London, couldn't f- really the first time that I've not been able to pull off the uh, the Northwestern Bears being in two different places on the same weekend uh, deal, but the Atlantic Ocean, a little bit, little too big of an obstacle this week. Um, so they head to Nebraska. By the way, Jeff Budzine, former kicker, will be filling in for me on the uh, WGN radio broadcast, which you can hear. This is a three thirty Saturday game. If you're watching on TV, it's on Fox. Of course, on the radio, WGN radio. Nebraska's a seven and a half point favorite. I cannot believe this, that they are seven and a half points. I mean, Nebraska has shown nothing to me so far. So they beat South Alabama and Northern Illinois. They lost to Colorado on the road. They almost lost to Illinois in Champaign. They got crushed by Ohio State, which I told you would happen last week, 48-7. to I realize Northwestern has their own issues, but we've seen this story before. Don't they don't play well in September? They're one and three. They've won their last two trips at Nebraska, and I don't think Nebraska. I'm just not buying. It. Everyone says they're back every year. They're just constantly overrated. I think they're overrated in this game. Not only do I think Northwestern covers the seven and a half, I think Northwestern wins outright. They played they played better than you think they did last week at Wisconsin, especially defensively. So. I'm taking the Cats on the road here. I think they actually win the game uh, as an upset. And um, it really shouldn't be that big of an upset because I don't think the talent difference between Northwestern and Nebraska is that big. In fact, Northwestern, believe it or not, might actually have more talent. Uh, So there's your pick there on the Northwestern game. Then we'll end things with Auburn at Florida. Uh, This is your uh, 2.30 game Saturday on CBS and uh, a good one in the SEC. So far, uh, Auburn is... Let's see. uh, The Gators are a a two-and-a-half-point underdog 
at home. Both of these teams 5-0, and but Auburn's been playing pretty well. So uh, even going on the road here uh, against the Gators, the Gators are a home dog. Usually I would take a home dog here in this situation, but I do think Auburn's the better football team. Uh, so I am going to go ahead and take the... You know what? I don't know. Two and a half points at home. How do you not go with Florida? I do think Auburn's better, but you know, at home in the swamp, I'm going to take Florida. I think that they uh, they at least cover the two and a half again. Two thirty Saturday on CBS. All right, that'll end. we got to wrap things up here on what has been a uh, uh, man maybe the most interesting logistically podcast we've ever had to do um, overseas. Without Adam Johns, really, we are joking around about it, but I hope he's feeling better because um, he, he, that's a tough situation to be in, being sick on the road. Um, and me dealing with my luggage stuff, he's probably got it worse, for sure. I, I'm uh, at least ha- feeling good uh, compared to him. So hopefully he's back and uh, gets back by Sunday. Who knows if I have my luggage or not by then? But you can always buy clothes. Uh, we'll get you. We'll we'll update everything on Sunday after the game in our post game episode. Again, thanks to Kevin for jumping in here. The Fishman always does such a good job when he pops here on the podcast. Dealt with our recording problems and everything. So um, we'll we'll get we'll get our stuff together here. And uh, again, hopefully we'll uh, get the, to this meetup on Saturday night. Again, if you're in London or uh, planning on being here or live here. We know we have a lot of UK listeners, so shout out to you guys. And uh, we are planning on being at Famous Three Kings on Saturday night. Uh, if you'd like to uh, do a little meet and greet, we'll be there. Hopefully we will. Again, if we survive the Fulham game, which I think we will. I'm confident we will. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Tell uh, Johnsy to get better there. Uh, thanks to the Fishman for filling in. He's at K Fishman. Thanks to our producer, Joe Romano, at Joey Joe Rowe, for getting us the voicemails and helping out with uh, some of our issues. Thanks to Ernie Scatton. Thanks to you guys, our listeners. You can read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears and uh, The Athletic, TheAthletic.com, The Athletic app. It's all up there. And reminder, that's where our Tuesday episode is. Got some questions about that this week. Where's the Tuesday episode? It's on The Athletic app. Subscribe there. You still can. 40% off TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns. It's a great deal. Not only do you get that extra podcast every week, you get a lot of great coverage from Johnsy, Fishbane, uh, and and every other thing The Athletic does, which they're worldwide now. They have people here in London who, by the way, gave us a great dinner recommendation last night. Um, They have reporters now international and in the UK, which is pretty cool. So you can get all that at The Athletic. And please rate and review the podcast. Appreciate you listening. Tell a friend. Subscribe. We will talk to you Sunday from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We will be there. We will be dressed in clothes. Hopefully not new clothes, but I might have to go buy some. Either way, we will get it to you. Bears, Raiders, Khalil Mack. The damage will be done. The game will be played. And we will get you that post-game podcast right afterward. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you Sunday.